0: This is the call for freedom. This is the call for your truest, most authentic self to step forward. This is the call to turn inward and face the darkness and the light that lives within. You're listening to the Divinity Unbridled Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Rose Childs. My mission is to awaken and inspire your truth from within. I'm bringing you real, unfiltered access to the cosmos and the underworld, to the sacred union of the Divine Feminine and the Divine Masculine, and to the pathway home to the fullest parts of your soul. Get ready to go deep. Get ready to ignite your internal fire. Get ready to unleash your fullest self. It's time to step into the truth of who you are. I see you, and your soul is beaming. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to today's episode of the Divinity Unbridled podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Rose Childs, and I am so excited to be here with my guest today, who began her career at just 15 years old when she launched her lifestyle blog, The Road to Hana. She gave her first TED Talk at the age of 19 and has since transformed her blog into a full-fledged career as a motivational speaker, brand ambassador, professional photographer, and most recently, a certified breathwork and meditation instructor. Her purpose in life is to help people create and find their inner light through utilizing the tools of manifestation, positive affirmations, and astrology. She manages to do all of that while studying sociology and English literature full-time at UC Berkeley. I'm so excited to welcome Hana Siddiqui. Thank you for being here, for jumping right in when I emailed you and just asked if you would be interested in coming on to the new platform. I'm super excited. I'm super honored that you wanted to have me on your show. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I've been following you for quite some time. And we have a, a mutual friend who is a childhood friend of mine. And that's how I discovered you. But you began your career at a very young age, right? Yeah. You started your blog, um, The Road to Hana, when you were 15.
1: Yeah, I was like, it, well, it started through Instagram. So I started posting um, like just photos of myself on Instagram. And I would like write captions just on kind of like what was going on in my day. And I would have my mom take photos of me um, on my driveway, like right before going to school. So that started when I was about 15, 16. And that continued for a while and continued to grow like way more than I thought it would be and became like a huge outlet for me. And then when I was like 17, that transitioned into an actual website and blog.
0: So started at 15, became more legit around 17. So you said it shifted by the time you got to 17, but how has it changed? Cause you're 21 now, right? Almost 22.
1: Um, I'll be 22 in April.
0: Okay. So how, how has it shifted since those first couple of years? Cause it seems like you went from more lifestyle kind of posts from the very beginning into still lifestyle, but you're bringing spirituality and astrology and all of these other facets as you've sort of stepped into your adult self.
1: Yeah. So when it first began, it, was more of like a fashion and lifestyle blog. Um, Growing up, I like to say that my family talked about fashion the way that most families talk about sports. And so we were super into it. And it was something that was really a huge part of my life. And I loved like going to school and like dressing up and wearing all these crazy clothes that most people wouldn't wear to school. And um, when I was actually in middle school, I was about 12, 13, blogging wasn't really a thing, but I had a family member show me this girl who was a blogger and show me her page and all she did was write about herself and take photos and travel the world and somehow made a living doing it all and i had been a writer since I was 10 years old I've written compulsively written everything from short stories to novels to poetry just pretty much anything I can get my hands on like the notes in my phone are just filled with like pieces and pieces of writing um probably hundreds at this point um And so that coupled my love of fashion was like, yeah, this is something that I can do. I would love to do this. And, um... When it got to the point to actually implementing it, I realized I was super young because I was about 13 at the time. And I was like, well, I feel like I need to grow up. I need to figure out how to do this first. Um, I'm going to wait and I'm going to bookmark it for later. And it was something I always thought about, always wanted to do. And kind of like we talked about earlier, it wasn't until I was about 15 that I actually took the plunge and started that with Instagram. I had just had like a basic like Instagram that was just like pictures of me and my friends. And I was like, you know what? What if I just archived those and just started all over? So- it grew from just the everyday thing, posting photos of my outfits, talking about my life, to really this place where I began to almost grow up on the internet. And as I grew up, I realized that my interests were shifting. As much as I still love fashion and still love clothes, and that's still a huge part of my personal life, I realized that that wasn't really the message that I wanted to put out into the world. because sure, I could write about clothes and do that, but that's not really bringing meaning to other people. And one thing that I've always had a passion for was helping others. And I wanted to create value with my work. And this really stemmed from someone, I can't remember who, I was sitting down with them and they were giving me business advice and they were like, well, what is the value that you are giving to your followers? I was like, shit, I
0: don't know. (laughs) You're like, I'm talking about me? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I was like, oh, and it was like that moment that like everything clicked. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not providing meaning to my followers. I had probably around like eight or 9,000 at the time. So not like a huge amount, but it was still one of those things. I was like, I want to show up for these people. I want to provide meaning to them. And Spirituality had always been a part of my life, but it wasn't something that I really became like heavy in until I was about seventeen when I was kind of like making this shift and it slowly became a huge part of my life and a part that I was hiding and I realized I didn't want to hide it anymore and so I just began sharing a little bit of that content and it was like throwing out little bits here and there and people were grabbing onto it and asking for more and it was kind of like the universe pushing me in this direction so I guess moral of the story is. I've just always been led by my intuition and I've always trusted that it'll take me where I need to be. And when I get those little hunches, I just kind of follow them. So that's kind of how it enabled me to have this progress to where I am today.
0: That's amazing. And you've mentioned following your intuition and I'd love to touch on that. Um, it sounds like your will is very strong and it has been like that always, but have you come across any sort of um, roadblocks within yourself or limiting beliefs as you've made the change over the last few years to sort of open yourself up further?
1: Oh, yeah. I experience limiting beliefs every single day. <laughs> <And> <laughs> every single day. Anytime I put out a new post, there's a voice in my head that's like, are people going to read this? Are people going to resonate with it? Is it going to be okay? Um, anytime I speak my truth or say anything that you know, I believe is something that I wanna share. There's always this voice in the back of my head that's wondering like, is it the right move? Is it something that I should do? So there's definitely those voices, but I think one thing that I've learned is just kind of how to shut them up. And I do that through meditation, through affirmations, through reminding myself that it's going to be okay and that the right people are going to find your work, that I don't want to be for everybody because I'm not for everybody, but the right people and the people who are meant to hear my message are going to find me. And I think what's also really hard, and I made a post about this the other day, is um, being so young and competing, not really competing, but playing along in an industry with people who are... 10 15 20 years older than me um, it can be really really difficult sometimes mentally in the fact that um, you know I'll hear from people like you're ahead of the game you're so like on your you're on your purpose and that's a great thing and it's like yes that feels amazing. But at the same time, I have so many moments of comparing myself and going, well, they're so far ahead. They're making more money than me. They're doing X, Y, and Z. They're getting these opportunities and I'm not. And it's when I have to take a step back and remind myself of the fact that age and experience does play a factor. And so that tends to get to me more than I'd like to admit, but it's something I'm still working on kind of moving through.
0: Yeah. I actually made a note of that from um, the, cause you, I think it was, was it yesterday that you shared it? or maybe the day before, but I, I wrote it down because I, I was like, I really wanna bring this in because I think it's so important because you do have such a beautiful and large platform um, mm-hmm. that you're able to share on. And it's sort of that imposter syndrome feeling mm-hmm. that can come up when it's you're stepping into that real purpose, right? When you're like, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. Should I, do I belong here? I'm comparing myself to these other people. When really you totally belong because you are sharing something unique and you are sharing this, these truths, of yourself.
1: Yeah, it's um, the imposter syndrome is definitely real. And again, it's one of those things. Using meditation, using affirmation for me really works to remind myself that. Um, the universe has me here for a reason. And when I say the universe, people can replace that with source, God, Jesus, Buddha, whatever they want to use. It's all pretty much the same thing to me. I just like universe. Um, But I just remind myself that the universe has me here for a reason and that there's a purpose and that there are people who are meant to hear my message and that my work is going to resonate with those people. And I try to also lean on the people that I'm really close to for that support. And I'm lucky to have an amazing family, an amazing group of friends, an amazing partner. And so I really just rely on them a lot to help, um, I guess, carry me through these seasons of self-doubt and these seasons where it's a little bit more difficult to get through it. But at the same time, I will say there are seasons where it's really easy and I feel like I'm on my A game and I want to say it just comes in waves and comes in ebbs and flows. Um, There's this kind of like misconception that um, people on Instagram or people that have a following on Instagram have perfect lives and that everything is amazing and that everything is great all the time and they're constantly on the up and up and, you know, I think that there's um, a big push to dismantle that and something that I try to do is dismantle that because, while I'm so grateful and feel so blessed to live the life I do and have the opportunities I have, life's definitely not perfect. And there is a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that aren't always on Instagram that aren't pretty. And some of that is self-doubt and imposter syndrome and navigating all of that. That's just like one small piece of the puzzle. So I just like to remind people that like the person that you love following on Instagram, no matter who they are, they're a human being and they struggle and they have things that are not perfect in their lives and that's okay.
0: (laughs) A hundred percent. And I'd love to hear how you, how do you hear your own voice? Like what is your, is it, is it a feeling? Is it um, auditory? Like what do you, how did, how do you know that you are hearing your own self so that you can follow that guidance?
1: Yeah. So it comes in a lot of different ways for me. So I feel like people, um, either hear their intuition in their heart or their, or their gut. And for me, I hear it in my gut. For me, I'll get like this, like belly churning and it's this mix of like either anxiety or excitement is like the best way to describe it. And I'll just kind of listen for the message and I'll hear it and then I'll go, okay, I can acknowledge that. And, um, it starts in the gut for me and it starts with this feeling of like a kind of mix of anxiety or excitement. And from there, I'll kind of lean in and I'll listen and I'll hear usually this voice kind of in my ear in my thoughts. And it'll say something really loud, really profound. And it'll usually say it over and over and over again. And I'll just kind of lean in and go, okay, do I feel that's a fear-based thought? Do I feel that that is, um, Do I feel that that's intuition or do I feel that it's just another fleeting thought? And if it's intuition, then I kind of just know in my body and I'm able to move through it. And when I do see those things through that are intuition, it manifests really quickly. It comes together without effort. I don't really have to try a whole lot. It just kind of happens. Whereas if it's fear-based or something that maybe isn't in alignment, it's something that is a little bit harder to move through. I experience a lot of roadblocks and struggles, and that's when I kind of go, maybe this isn't the path for me. I'm also um, clairvoyant, and so I will see things, like in my mind, I'll see pictures, and um, I'm clairaudience as well, so I'll hear things. And it's usually when I'm doing mundane tasks, I could be like cleaning, vacuuming, um, laundry, whatever, and I'll just stop and I'll like see this vision, or I'll hear things and, usually that's a big message for me of like, this is the direction I need to go
0: in. Yeah, and it's so amazing to be able to get the clear messages like that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, How do you, and, and I feel like it's really easy when things are sort of going smoothly, right? When you're in one of those times in life where you're riding the wave and you're like, I feel good, things are going how everything's supposed to be. But when you get into the tighter passages, that's really, I think, when this inner wisdom is our greatest tool because we have something to return to Mm -hmm. and how I'd love to hear like how or what have you experienced that in your life, whether it was through childhood or your adult years, that was one of those tighter passages that you felt like you were really able to come home to this, this inner wisdom, whether it was the clairvoyance, clairaudience, intuition, any of those things uh, to help you navigate it.
1: Yeah, so I've had several instances over the past few years of just really rough periods where I almost start to lose a grip on my spiritual foundation because things are just messy and I lean into almost the ego part of me that just wants to kind of like sit in the muck and kind of, I don't want to say wallow, but just be present in it even if my higher self doesn't want to, if that makes sense. And so One thing that I try to do is I try to either pick up a book that I really love, um, a spiritual text, and usually that's The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein, or The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, or one of the Abraham Hicks texts. And I try to pull a new meaning from it. And that kind of helps me to regain the sense of my spiritual foundation. And I think from there, it's a lot of again deep meditation like i will lay down and meditate for like upwards of an hour and a half and just go for it because i literally can't do anything else and that's kind of like the way that i cope with like these seasons of um more difficult time periods and i think also one thing that i'm coming to accept is the fact that i'm human and that it's okay to not feel okay and it's okay to ask for help from the people around you and it's okay to um feel your feelings and be upset, but when I feel ready, returning to those, those like cornerstones of my spiritual foundation that help bring me back to focus and bring me back to clarity and bring me back to where I need to be is kind of the most important thing.
0: Yeah, and you post every day a um, daily truth and moon scope, and what's the other one that you do? A positive quote. Okay, so you, and you do those basically every day, and I They're all so beautiful. I highly recommend that everyone who's listening check them out because they just kind of bring you back into what's current, you know, out of your own head. But I think the daily truths are super beautiful because it often is you're showing a side that's not this perfect, you know, highest self of our ideals. You know, you're kind of bringing it back to reality of being human on the earth and how do you see that helping your, your following and your audience tap into their own inner truth? Yeah, so kind of to give backstory on why I
1: started that, November 2017, I was moving through a rough time period. I was feeling really, really upset because long story short, um, something I had been working to manifest for two years manifested and it didn't end the way I had intended it to. Um, And I was really, really, really disappointed. And so I had a card deck of affirmations and I was pulling them every single day, sometimes two to three times a day to get me through this period of discomfort. And so as I was like using them, they were really helping me to kind of get back on track and regain my focus. And I wanted to share them on Instagram. I knew that if they were helping me so much, they could help other people. But I was like, I don't wanna just share someone else's work. That doesn't feel right to me. Um, And then I thought, well, I've been a writer my whole life, I could write some of my own and just see how they go. So I did. And I put one out and I got over 50, 60 responses, people being like, oh my god, please continue these. I love these. These are the best. Like, this was amazing. I need more. And I was like, okay, whoa, I did not expect that response. I thought maybe I'd get like two, three people being like, yeah, this is cool, I resonate. Um, But the response was so much greater. And so because of that, I started doing it every day. And I'm pretty sure over the last, God, two and a half years, I have missed maybe less than five days of doing it. Like I try to do them every single day. And the response is always something that blows my mind. I'll get people saying like, how did you know that this is exactly what I needed to hear? I'm going through X, Y, and Z, and this just totally reaffirmed everything I needed to know. Or like, oh my God, thank you for this. And it happens every single day. So many people reshare them. And it always just blows my mind um, because sometimes, I am i mean, this is hard to admit, but I'll just be rushing and I'll just put one out super quickly and just like kind of move with my day and not really think much of it. And they will still get people saying how much it resonates with them. So I think it's just a true testament to how much people need this work. And especially nowadays when things are so crazy and people are always on their phones, how much people need to see something as simple as an affirmation on their phone every single day and how almost inaccessible it is to people. I don't know a lot of people that are doing this kind of work and in terms of affirmations and intentions. And so um, that is a space that I hope to continue to fill and that I feel really grateful that I can be a part of.
0: Yeah, and it seems like affirmations, you know, there could be 10 people going through completely different things that will see the same message and everyone's going to interpret it differently based on what you're feeling in that current moment. And it's, uh, it's amazing to feel it when the right message finds you and just in that exact moment that you need it. Um, and I've, I've experienced that with, with your moon scopes and your, you know, the affirmations and the daily truth, all of them.
1: Oh, that like warms my heart.
0: Yeah, really, they're beautiful. Um, another side of the the manifestation and affirmations. It's a very trendy thing, mm-hmm. right? Manifestation. It's like just believe it and it will happen. And I know that you do tend to take it deeper than just the surface level, but yeah. I think that's important to to recognize because I have heard. Well, I it's not what I want is not manifesting, and I you know I keep a affirming it to myself but it's not happening and there's often the subconscious things that are going on that are blocking what we really want right there's like so much to
1: unpack in just this question I'm like where do I start so um First of all, with it being trendy, you know, I think it's great that spirituality is coming into the mainstream. I think that it's something that every single person can benefit from in their own way. I will say at the same time, there are a lot of people um, out there trying to be these quote unquote spiritual gurus who are not doing the work themselves, who are just doing it to get the followers, to get um, the money, to get Whatever it is they're looking for, they're doing it for superficial reasons and not because they love the work and live the work. Um, I actually saw Gabby Bernstein speak in San Francisco in October, and I got to talk to her. And I asked her what advice she would have for someone who was trying to bring this spiritual information to their generation, which is something that she's done and something that I'm trying to do. And what was funny, she looked at me and she was like, I'll tell you that, but I'm also going to tell you what Marianne Williamson, Williamson, who is another um, spiritual leader, told her when she was in her 20s and stood in the exact position I was and asked her the same question, or when Gabby asked her the same question. And she told her to live the work, like first and foremost, like you have to live the work, you have to do the work that you put out. And what's really unfortunate is I know a lot of people who post the stuff, but don't live by the work. And I think that that will come through at some point as things are being revealed. And that just makes me really sad. But at the same time, there are a lot of people emerging in this industry who are doing the work, who are sharing beautiful things. And I think that's just incredible. And I hope we see more of that. And I hope we see the space continue to grow because at the end of the day, spirituality is a totally free tool that can change every single person's life. It really is. It is something that is from inside of us. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to be a specific person to have it. You can be just as you are. You can tap into it and you can radically change your life. So that I think is kind of the amazing part of it going mainstream is more people coming into themselves and more people discovering it. The next part about manifesting, you know, there's this belief that like all you have to do is just think it and affirm it and it'll happen. But the reality is you sit on your couch, say, I want a million dollars and it'll come to you. Like, wouldn't that be fantastic? You have, to <laughs> sit and you have to do the work. You have to do the work and it's the physical work and it's the mental work. So the mental work is healing yourself. It's letting go of any resentment of any pain of any trauma that you can, when you're ready to clear that space, to invite new energies in. And, This is one thing that I tell people is like, always do it in your time. There's absolutely no rush. If you've been through something traumatic, do not feel like just because people like me or anyone else are saying like you need to heal yourself, that you need to heal right this second. Do it when you feel ready to. And whether that's tomorrow or that's 20 years from now, it really doesn't matter just as long as you eventually get to that place and are making strides to get there. And You know, that's going to be different for every single person and that could be like a whole other topic in itself, but just taking the time to do that kind of mental work to clear that space, you can have what you want. And the physical work, um, in the example of saying I want a million dollars, well, get a job start generating income, start a business, something that's going to get you close to money. Then once you couple that with the mindset, with the healing, with the affirmations, everything, that's when you will call that in. So yes, it's part of the spiritual foundation, but you can't ignore the fact that you have to put in the effort if you want the universe to meet you halfway. Like You can't just sit there and will it to happen. And when it comes to the timeline thing too – a lot of people get caught up in that. And I'll get messages every day from people being like, "Hana, okay, look, I've done the meditations, I've done the new moon rituals, I have you know, done my affirmations, I've set my intentions, and it's still not here. What is wrong? And there's two different things that are happening. The first one is, you're probably still attached to the, in, to the outcome. So when it comes to manifesting anything, you need to set the intention, believe it'll happen and let it go get into what abraham hicks calls the receiving mode allow yourself to receive so just like we talked about the healing where you need to be able to have the mindset and like headspace to be able to receive you also have to have let go of all attachments so what that means is it's not that you don't want the thing anymore of course you still want the thing and that's never going to go away It's not that you don't think about it anymore because of course you're still going to think about it, but it's that your happiness is not dependent on whether or not you have this thing, meaning like you're still going to be you and you're still going to be fine and you're still going to be happy and thriving and successful, whether or not you have this thing in your life, it's going to be okay. And it can be difficult to get to that place, especially when you really, really, really want something. And I know that. Firsthand, because I have something that I've been manifesting for the past four years that still is not here. And it can be really difficult sometimes to be like, God, like, why do other people have this thing? And I don't have it yet. I've done all the work. Well, it's letting go of that attachment. It's kind of like placing an order at a restaurant where. When you go to a restaurant, the waiter comes to you, you tell the waiter what you want. You're not checking in with the waiter every like two minutes where your food is, right? Like you can trust (laughs) that it'll come to you. It's the same way with manifesting. Like people have this tendency to like ask the the universe like every two seconds, like, okay, when's it coming? When's it coming? What's coming? Trust that it'll come, but you don't want
0: a half-baked cookie, you want like a full baked cookie. Um and also that it might come in a different way, right? You you have this idea of what it's supposed to look like or what you, you want it to be. And then when you, I experience it like, you know that saying, if you let love something, let it go. And if it finds you, it was meant to your, be yours or whatever. And yeah. it's really, it's an opening of the palm of our hand and saying, okay, I'm going to let this thing do its own It's own thing. And it's going to return to me in whatever form it's meant to find me. Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. And that also leads me to the next part, which is the timing. Like things will unfold in divine timing because the thing is like timing is not a real thing. Timing is a human construct that helps us to make sense of this world. But when it comes to manifesting, when it comes to the universe and energies, like time does not exist. And so we can sit here and say, Oh my God, it's been two years. It's been three years. Like when is the timing going to be right? but it's really when the energies are right and that's not something that you can really see or predict that's up to the universe so yes the may not the thing may not have come like when you wanted it to at the time when you were thinking it would in the way that it would but it'll happen at the perfect time so patience is a virtue so to anyone who's listening to this and is like struggling to manifest what they want and they've done all the work like honestly let it go and just be patient, and it's going to be okay, and I promise if it's meant to be yours, it'll come back
0: to you. Yeah, and being okay with with yeah. that belief that if it is meant to be yours, it will come back, and if it doesn't, that's okay. Something, something that is really meant to be yours is gonna take its place.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Oh, one other thing I'd love to talk about with manifesting is money, because mm-hmm. um, I, I think money is almost more taboo than sex in some ways. (laughs) Um, There's so many interesting beliefs around money and places that we put our self-worth and our value around how much money we have, how much money we make. Um, So I'd just like to talk about that uh, idea of abundance and scarcity and that money is also not really a real thing like time.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because I was just having a conversation like a few days ago with my partner about manifesting money and we were talking about the fact that like you have to feel abundant to have financial abundance. So a big part of manifesting money, which sounds like counterintuitive, mm-hmm. is spending money in ways that make you feel really, really good. So, For example, my partner is talking about how he loves to go out to breakfast. Like When he goes out to breakfast, he feels like a million bucks. He feels great. And for me, that comes from when I go and get manicures and when I go and get my nails done. Do we have to do either of those things? Absolutely not. And would it save us money in the long run if we didn't? For sure. Absolutely. But it makes us feel really, really good when we spend that money. And when you feel good spending money, that's when you attract more money because just like anything, money has a frequency and has an energy to it. And so you have to feel really good in having it in order to have more of it. There's a lot of people that walk around with this scarcity mindset, which understandably so, given certain circumstances, like of course it makes sense that people would, but they start going, well, where's the money? When's the money coming? When's it coming? Again, it's kind of like what we were just talking about. They have this like crazy attachment to money where they can't let it go and therefore they can't welcome more of it into their lives. But instead of worrying about like the number in your bank account dwindling, look at it as abundance saying, wow, like, look how much money I have. This is great. This is fantastic. I love this money. I'm grateful for it. And learning to love what you already have and be grateful for what you already have, because the more that you're grateful for what you have, the more the universe will give you even more to be grateful for. But you can't experience that abundance of wealth if you're not already grateful for what you have. So it's acknowledging it and spending it in ways that make you feel abundant. Again, this does not mean to go out and like blow your whole bank account on something.
0: Yeah, don't go buy like designer shoes if you can't afford a thousand dollar pair of shoes. That's not, that's no. not the point. It's, it's what really lights you up inside.
1: Yeah. Like don't go into debt for this. Like please yeah. don't <laughs> spend what you can reasonably afford to spend In a way that makes you feel really good and that is going to make a big difference in the long run
0: And then the money around the self-worth piece Mm -hmm. what are some Things we can Maybe I don't know questions. We can ask ourselves or tools. We can use to To navigate that because I think that is almost a it's a deeper issue. Um, and it's, I think it's the reason that money is so taboo because, you know, people don't want to talk about how much money we make. We don't want to talk about how much something, how much we spent on something. Like It's all very like tightly wound and secretive. And I, I do think a lot of that comes back to us putting our own value of our being on that financial piece. Yeah, I think first bit is ask, first part of it is like asking yourself, like,
1: does money dictate my happiness? And if the answer is yes, why? And what are some things that you can do for free that involve money in absolutely no regard that make you happy? For example, it could be like going on a hike, it could be meditating, it could be going to your local library and reading a book, doing something that you don't have to spend money on that makes you feel really good do it and doing more of that to be able to detach yourself from the money to not be so attached to that outcome of having a certain amount of money um and when it comes to self-worth also recognizing that self-worth self-worth and self-love are inner jobs and no amount of money can create that for you there are people who are super super wealthy who i'm sure do not have a great um self-love practice and don't love themselves as much as they should And so I think finding ways to love yourself outside of your income and recognizing like my self-worth is not tied to the dollar amount in my bank account. Like it's really, really not because again, at the end of the day, money is a fleeting thing. It's been here for a short period of time and it is one of those things that you can have as much of it or as little of it as you want, depending on your mindset. Um, I know that's going to sound a little controversial, but it really is in the context of manifesting. It really is true. You can have as much of it as you allow yourself to have. And that goes back down to your mindset around it, how much your self-worth is tied to it and how open you are to receiving it. And I know a lot of people are going to hear that and they're going to say, well, of course I'm open to receiving it. I'm not going to turn down money, but
0: it's like, are you though? Like, are you? Coming- what are the subconscious blocks that are coming up that you might not be aware of that are are blocking it from coming into your life?
1: Exactly, exactly. And it goes straight back to what we we're talking about of doing the work and doing the inner work. And part of that healing may be healing your relationship with money, and that's okay. But that's work that needs to be done.
0: Absolutely. And then stepping into. We're in the last week of December and the episode's going to come out on the 2nd of January when um, there's a lot of people setting resolutions, which uh, I like to use more the term intention or vision because I think resolutions are very hard and mm-hmm. finite and aggressive feeling to me. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to talk about setting, setting our vision for 2020 um, from a personal standpoint and helping guide people maybe to some sort of a little ritual or practice to start to build those manifestation techniques and tools to bring in what they want for the new year.
1: Yeah. So since this is coming out on the second, I'm actually on the first posting, um, a list and a blog post of twenty affirmations and intentions for twenty twenty. So that's definitely something um, not to plug my own work. That you no no we'll totally link it in the in the show notes. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be up on January first. I actually just finished it this morning, so I'm like, cool. excited about it. Um, but some things that we can do are setting intentions. I think for what is going to bring us joy rather than what is going to make us happy. And so the difference between that is happiness is something that has to come from within. We tie a lot of our personal feelings to other things that we think are going to make us happy, like our relationships, like money, like career, like success, family, whatever it is. But the truth is none of those things can make us happy. The only thing, the only person in the world that can make us happy is ourselves. However, all those things can bring us joy. And the difference between the two are, joy is a fleeting thing. Joy is there, it feels great, but happiness is something that is constant because it comes from within. Joy comes from other things, happiness comes from within us. So instead of setting the intention of, I want this because it's gonna make me happy. It's, I want this because it's going to bring me a lot of joy and that's only going to amplify my happiness. So kind of learning how to detach those two, I think is really important in learning how to detach from the outcome of things. Now, also, 2020 is the year of seeing things clearly. It's the year of seeing things for what they are. 2020 represents perfect vision. So it's now seeing things how they are instead of how you want them to be. It's taking off those rose-colored glasses and really seeing um, things for their truth. And so, setting intentions that I'm open to seeing things for what they are, and I'm open to letting go of things that may not be what they seem, or I'm open to welcoming in welcoming in things that are radiating truth and are radiating the values that I want to be living by. I think really allowing yourself to get real and get honest about what you're seeing and what you're feeling and not feeling like you have to hide, um, I think it's going to be a really big one to set intentions around for sure. And because um, to kind of tie in a little bit of numerology, this year is a 22 or a 4. Both of those are big, big numbers for manifestation. So if you have been trying to manifest something and it just hasn't been happening, this is the year where it'll probably happen. So really set clear intentions around what you want to manifest and whether that's one you want to let go of the attachment, you want to refine whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. Whatever it is, like set those intentions and make them really, really specific and clear because Chances are this is the year that what you think and what you speak will come into your existence, good or bad.
0: And how, when you're um, looking at setting your intentions and your visions for say, you're doing it for the next year, what are some steps that you take um, to get that clarity? Because I think if we're in the, in the work already, right, we're doing it every day. We can kind of clearly say, well, this is what I, this is my intention. This is how I want to feel. These are the things I want to call in. But if it's, if you're not in the practice it can be a little bit overwhelming to say i have to make a choice of what i want i don't know what i want so what are some questions you ask yourself or some tools that you use to get that clarity you know from within
1: yeah so one thing that i love to do is journaling and writing um being a writer it's something that just comes super naturally for me but i think that writing is something that everyone can benefit from. So one thing that I like to do, um, usually on January 1st, is I'll sit down with a piece of paper and a pen, and I'll think about all the things that I want um, to happen this year, or I want to feel this year, and I'll write them down. And I write them in the form of uh, what I call gratitude statements. So it's saying, I am grateful for Blank and you're writing it as if it's already happened and already manifested. I am is one of the most powerful statements you can write. And when you write I am, you're actively calling whatever you're saying into your life. So kind of to like to touch on what we were talking about earlier with self-worth is if you're saying like, well, I am this and I am that, and you're using negative terms, you're calling in more of that. But when you're saying you know, positive terms or things that you want, you're actively calling those things in. So I'll sit down, I'll write, I am grateful for blank, blank, and I'll just like fill up the paper or several pages or however much I I feel like I need to write. And then once I'm done, I fold it and I put it in an envelope and I hide that envelope somewhere where I will not find it and not be tempted to look for it and just kind of trust that it has been sent to the universe, it is being taken care of, and those things will come to me when the timing is right. One thing that you can also do if you feel like you'll be way too tempted to like check on it and keep looking at it is to like burn the paper and just set it on fire carefully, preferably outside, and just let it go. Um, But for me, I feel like, I don't know, I have I'm at my parents' house right now, and I have lists hidden all over the place, like who knows where, <laughs> Who knows
0: when and where? <laughs>
1: yeah, and I'll probably find them one day, but as of right now, I have no idea where last year's list is. So if that works for you, then you can definitely do that. But I think that's a great, tangible way to set intentions um, while feeling like you're doing something something active, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and it's something I I do that with every new moon too. So where it's you know it's like a new beginning. You're able to you know write your intentions, and I do the same thing. I either um, actually my women's circle we have a crystal box that we stick it outside under the moon, but we really don't look at them for the entire cycle because um, it ultimately I guess doesn't really matter what you write when you send out your wishes. It's you know it's more of an energy relationship than actually holding onto your physical piece of paper, right? With all of your yeah things that you wrote down. For
1: sure. And the only reason I say like not to look at it is because We have a tendency as humans, when we keep looking at something or fixating on something, we have a tendency to get really attached to it and ask like, when is it coming? When's it going to be here? Um, Oh, it hasn't happened yet. Oh, it's July. And I set this in January and it's still not here. It it just puts us on this whole thing going back to time and attachment. And it's just not healthy. So that's why I say just like, let it go. Forget about it. And it'll come when the timing's right. Yeah, just
0: continue the work. So something that's newer that you've recently started is you are certified in breathwork work. And meditation are they two different things? Are they combined? No, so they're two completely different things. Okay. So meditation is, um,
1: I mean, it is what it is. It's meditation. It is. It's sitting down. It's quieting our minds and it's focusing on um, aligning our thoughts with specific patterns. So. One thing I like to say is meditation is not about emptying your mind or thinking about nothing, because as human beings, that is absolutely impossible. We can't just sit and think of nothing like we literally can't do that. But it's about aligning your thoughts and being in control of your thoughts and actively focusing, controlling what you're focusing on. So, for example, I'll lead um, manifestation meditations where I will encourage people to actively focus on what they want or actively focus on their breath, focus on envisioning what they desire. And so that way they're actively cultivating and manifesting what it is that they want through this meditation while at the same time letting go of everything else and dropping into that meditative state. Um, And then breath work is something that I just got certified in, in October actually. And it is Oh my god, it's life-changing. So breath work is essentially breathing to certain breath patterns. Um, it's usually done to music, which is kind of crazy, right? Like how can you change your life just through breathing? But what breath work does is it helps you to heal, it releases pain in the body, it releases trauma, it can help you like overcome blocks. It's really like a full body experience. So I got certified in one-on-one breath work and um I'm doing group breath work facilitating in January at the end of January. So and I think I'm gonna be doing my 250 hour meditation certification. Cause I've got a hundred hours right now. So I think I'm gonna do 250 in January as well to try to amp those up, take them to the next level and I think I'm gonna be offering um remote and in-person sessions um starting in the new year too.
0: That is very exciting. Thank you. Uh, well to wrap up, I'd love for one for you to tell everyone where they can find you because um I would love for you to lead us through a either a breath work exercise or meditation. I'm totally open that maybe supports people in um this seeking of what they really want to call in for 2020. Um, mm-hmm. And I maybe we can link Uh, Tell everyone where they can find you before we start that so that we can just phase out after, um, after the meditation or breathing exercise is done.
1: For sure. So you can find me everywhere on all social media at The Road to HANA. And that is The Road to HANA is spelled like Hannah. That is a whole other story. Also road to HANA.com. I also teach meditation every Sunday and Wednesday at Anchor Meditation in San Francisco and host workshops across the Bay Area. And I'm hoping to expand in that soon. That is where you can currently find me. And if you have any questions, you can send me a message on any social and I would love to connect. Well, thank
0: you so much for being here and um, hope you guys enjoy this beautiful offering. It's quite a treat to be able to get this from far away. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Amazing. So I'm gonna lead you guys through a quick, maybe five, 10 minute um, manifestation meditation. So wherever you are, begin to sit down, lay down. If you're in a comfortable spot, just begin to take a few deep breaths on your own. Whenever you feel ready, begin to gently close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths here on your own and as you inhale, feel that belly expand and push out like a balloon, filling all the way up with air. Holding that breath slightly at the top and exhaling sharply out your mouth. Feeling that belly concave in, feeling the breath leave your body completely feeling the space right after that space of emptiness. As you continue this breath and continue to breathe, imagine roots growing out from your your legs, from your feet, cementing down into the earth and anchoring you here to this present moment. As you continue to breathe with each and every inhale, the roots grow a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper going down into the earth. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Everything is okay and everything is unfolding for you at perfect timing. You are loved, you are supported. You are honored in the space for all that you are and all that you show up to be. Everything is going to be okay as you root yourself here in this present moment know that there is nowhere else that you need to be everything is fine and everything is being taken care of we're supported by the universe by source by your ancestors by everyone you connect with in the community of love and light in this world All of it is here supporting you right now in this very moment. And anytime you choose to come back and connect to this breath. Let's take a few more breaths here. As you continue to breathe, I want you to imagine in your mind what it is that you want more than anything in the world. Whatever is the first thing that comes to your mind, I want you to see it in your vision. Begin to engage all of your senses. What does it look like, smell like? Does it feel like in your hands if you run your hands across it? Does it have a taste? What does it feel like when it's standing right in front of you? As you look, whatever it is, be it a person, a place, or a thing, and you stare right at it, I want you to begin to tell it, thank you. I love you, and I'm ready. Thank you. I love you, and I'm ready. you begin to tell this desire these things thank you i love you and i'm ready know that you are actively calling it in you are bringing it closer to you by sending it all the love and light that you have cultivated through your groundedness and through your connection to source to the universe and to every single one in this earth thank you i love you and i'm ready Thank you, I love you, and I'm ready. As you watch the image of what you want fade from your vision like clouds rolling through on a sunny day, I want you to imagine yourself standing tall in a grassy field. The grass is so tall that they tickle your kneecaps, the sun shining so bright that it caused little beads of sweat to trickle down the back of your neck. As you look out into the horizon, you see fields and fields and rolling hills of these same tall grasses, not a person in sight. Behind you is a big willow tree which you begin to sit against. Shades your face from the sun, keeps you nice and cool. You're comfortable in this moment and you're at peace with your surroundings. There's nowhere else you need to be. As you continue to just breathe and sit under this willow tree, you notice far off into the distance a woman walking towards you. As you take each breath, as you continue to inhale, she walks a little bit closer and a little bit closer with her steps mimicking your breaths that you take until finally she stands right before you. Her long brown hair goes past her shoulders, her tan skin cloaked by white, her brown eyes shining, and her smile soft as she looks at you. She doesn't say anything, but passes forward a golden basket. She opens the lid and hands it to you. Inside, you're instructed to put whatever it is that you want more than anything else in the world. Whatever this desire is that you thought of earlier, you are instructed to place it in the basket. You take it and you put it right inside. She shuts the lid and locks it tight. Without a final word, she turns around and begins to walk away, pace of her footsteps following each and every exhale of your breath until she is no longer in your sight. You've released your desire to her and is in the hands of the universe. Is no longer yours to worry about and it is being taken care of. Trust that it'll come back to you when the timing is right. You'll see her and you'll see your desire once again when you are absolutely ready. Take a few more deep breaths here. Allow yourself to sit in a space of gratitude. Knowing that the universe is actively working on bringing you your desire. And everything is gonna be okay. There's nothing to worry about or stress about. It is all happening for you. And you no longer have to worry. You have said your gratitude. You're ready to move forward knowing that you have set your intention, you have let it go. and It is now in the hands of the universe. Begin to slowly bring the feeling back to your fingers and your toes, wiggling them slightly, moving them around. Begin to bring that feeling up to your shoulders and your neck, rolling them around in a way that feels good to you. And when you feel ready, Only when you feel ready, begin to slowly open your eyes and return to center. Know that there's no rush. Take all the time that you need to come back into your body and come back into a space, knowing that what's meant for you is on its way and will never ever miss you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Divinity Unbridled. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to be inspired through writing, speaking, and art, please follow me at Divinity Unbridled on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, and subscribe to my newsletter at divinityunbridled.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.